0: Uh, conference, a lot has been going on in our lives. God has been building us and helping us and uh, giving us giving us guidance. And so I, I really believe that every uh, workshop and every uh, main session during the day, as well as uh, in the evening, have been strategically uh, perfect and uh, strategically just at the right time. For our ministry as well as uh, for us as individuals, and so I get the opportunity. You know, they call it the wise guys, and I know Pastor Art and uh, Pastor Robert and myself uh, have have been able to impart uh, this week. Uh, going to well, I'm going to, but uh, been able to impart some of the things that we have learned throughout the years, and it's not so much that we have um, uh, a a uh, a hold on wi- on on. Uh, experience, but yet it's an opportunity for for us to be able to share uh, the things that we've learned, good and bad, things that, because, you know, obviously we're not perfect. We've been uh, doing this for 45 years, uh, and uh, God's grace, obviously, is the number one in our lives, and God has seen us through uh, even some of our own missteps as far as decision-making, you know, and as, as well as, uh, just just uh, ministry in general. And so none of us are perfect, and especially uh, um, us leaders, we are always learning and always pressing forward. And so what we like to do is to be real. Pastor Art mentioned that when he was talking to you. And, and uh, uh, Pastor, Art's Pastor Art is Pastor Art. He never has a facade on. He never tries to pretend to be anything else other than God, who God made him. And we appreciate that about Pastor Art. And uh, same with Pastor Robert and our leaders, you know. And so, uh, I know sometimes there's a stigma uh, that comes, that's attached, that uh, when, when um, someone speaks who is a leader, or oh, they must be perfect, and that's why they're leaders, and by no means uh, is that the case. This morning, uh, I'm, I'm able to talk to you about uh, vision. And when Pastor Tom mentioned something last night, that that was important. I think I would like to tap into. He talked about calling and how sometimes calling is so mysterious. When when you talk about the calling of God, how does it work? What does it look like? What does it sound like? And I think a lot of times people look at that when when you talk about vision. You know, right away they get this this de- 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 de kind of a feel, and it's it's got to be yeah you know. Something that, that you have to be in the right spot, the right seat in church, or the right song has to be playing, or it's, you know, the, you have to be reading the right Bible verse and, or, or right, behind the right truck uh, so that vision can come to you and, well, that's what I need to do. Um, it's, it's, it's nothing like that. Uh, and and uh, I, I, I want to talk to you just practically about vision and how it worked in my life and how it can work, and it needs to work in your own life. And the obvious scripture that we look at is Proverbs 29:18. There's so many scriptures that talk about vision, that refer to a vision, but uh, several versions of that scripture, um, the uh, King James Version simply says, where there is no vision, um, people perish. But he that keeps the law, happy is he. And then the NIV, NIV version of that says where there is no revelation. So what we're talking about, number one, this, this uh, scripture, obviously, it refers to communication with God. That's what it is, revelation from God, restraints that when God is, is paramount in our lives, when we are in connection with God, then revelation will come, uh, vision will come, there will be restraints, there will be boundaries in our lives, and uh, God will keep us on the right path. And that's why uh, it says he that keeps the law or uh, abides by the revelation of God or the vision of God's word in their lives, then they will have success. So why is vision... Necessary. Why is it important for all of us, no matter whether you are in ministry, uh, whether you are a pastor, whether you're a man uh, or woman uh, who loves God, you're a Christian, vision, vision is so critical because without vision says the Bible, without vision the Bible says that we're going to perish or we we'll begin to wither away and um, perish, when you think about the word perish. There are are perishables that when you go to the market, there are things that need to be refrigerated. And then there are non-perishables that are things that don't need to be refrigerated. They can last outside for, for a lot longer. And we get that picture when we're talking about a revelation from God, communication from God, contact with God. That's what this scripture is talking about because Israel was in a dark place in their life and they were struggling, they were, they, they were disconnected from God. And the psalmist was trying to connect them, bring them understanding that they need God in their life. They, without God, they're going to go bad, I guess you could say. They're going to start to be spoiled in their relationship with God, and we don't want that. And so that's why vision is so, so simple when you, when you look at the concept of, of the Word. Simply, I need communication with God. I need revelation from God in every way, shape, and form. So vision is the actual contact between God and our spirit, our soul. That's what vision is. And uh, it's important if we're going to hear from God. We've been hearing from God this week, haven't we? God has been speaking to us in, in a whole lot of different ways a whole lot of different workshops, you know, some, some have been supernatural, spiritual, and then some have been practical, you know, how to run a PA system, how to turn on lights, how to get the best effect for, uh, for sound, so on and so forth. So revelation and vision comes in so many different ways, and that's why I'm saying don't, don't be afraid of the Word, you know, when it, somebody, I had a vision from God, I've heard that. And, and that's cool. You know, that's good. And I think I've yet to have one of those. To where I, you know, people have vision and, and, and God speaks to them in supernatural ways in that way where they see things and, and uh, that, that happens. I'm not saying it doesn't. But yet, sometimes we lock vision into that only. When you hear the word vision and we say, well, I guess God doesn't speak to me then. I guess, you know, the Lord doesn't love me or I can never have revelation. But that's not true because revelation comes in so many different ways. And so uh, we basically, vision's talking, I'm having contact with God. I'm communicating with the Lord. And so, many, so, so important when you think about it, um, we have to have communication with God for what? For our children as parents. God, speak to me about how to work with my kids, how to deal with my kids, my my family, my marriage. So there's a practical aspect about uh, communication with God and the importance of vision. And so it says that if there's no communication or revelation from God, then people will run wild. It says they're going to... Lack restraint or boundaries. I mean, we see kids, you know, when when uh, you say, okay, go out and play, they go through the screen door almost. There's no restraints, you know, they go out there and they're jumping and they're running and they're having a great time. Uh, with, uh, for us, when we are lacking vision or we're not tapped in that communication revelation with God then there is no restraint. We're going to be going every which way, listening to everything, uh, trying everything, and, and, and not having boundaries in our life. Because how many know boundaries are good? Yes. Yes. Boundaries are important. Yes, you know, we, we need to have boundaries. And, and without boundaries, it, you know, things go crazy. Uh, and so that's, it's important spiritually, it's especially, obviously, spiritually, Boundaries are critical. Pastor Tom talked about the world going wild and crazy and, and falling apart. Why? For the simple reason is because the boundaries have been removed. The wisdom, you see, revelation, vision needs to be dealt with with wisdom. Vision needs to be handled wisely. Revelation that God gives us needs to be handled wisely. So important that we understand that concept because when God speaks to us and gives us guidance, revelation or vision for a certain area of our lives, of our ministry, what we need to do is ask God for wisdom on how to implement that. Think about Joseph. He had revelation, didn't he? He had vision and he's a young kid, the youngest brother, but he wasn't wise in using that revelation, was he? It got him beat up. It got him thrown into a pit. It got him sold into slavery. See, we, when, when God gives us revelation and wisdom, we need to pray, God, help me to, to implement that with wisdom. And, and so, because if not, we're, we're going to be going all over the place. And, and um, it's so important, uh, just as, as an experience as pastors, Um, we want God to speak to us as we worship, and and we have obviously the gift of tongues, and we have the gift of of interpretation, and and, uh, the gift of knowledge, but we need to teach our folks how to use that revelation with wisdom, Uh, and and that knowledge with wisdom, when to use that, when's the proper way to use that, that's communication. Yes, they are communicating with God, but maybe right now is not the right time for that to be said or in the right setting. So vi- we're talking about vision. That's what this is about. And I'm trying to make it to where it's practical, to where it's not some spooky thing out there that how do I, uh, what, what is vision and how do I utilize vision and when does vision come into play? I believe vision is, is always working in our life. So, three types of vision, okay. Simple, three types. Number one, personal vision. How do I see myself? What do I see God doing in my life? What do I see that God has for me? What do I see myself accomplishing? There's that kind of vision that we all should have, right? We should always be communicating with God, God, what, what, what is it? Where am I? What, what, what do I need to be doing? We heard Pastor Tom challenge us last night uh, as far as um, are you where you're at because you want to be or do you need to be or is it time to move to another place? And that comes through communication with God. God, speak to my heart. That's vision. What do you want me to be doing? So that's personal vision, personal revelation. Then there's ministry, vision. George Barna had uh, had something he said. He said, vision for ministry is a reflection of what God wants to accomplish through you to build his kingdom, not ours. So, those who are in ministry, any level of ministry... When we pray and we communicate with God, that communication and and revelation that we're asking God for needs to be God, help me to feed your people, help me to lead your people, to guide your people, give me revelation or vision for this ministry to be built, not my kingdom, to help extend your kingdom. Sometimes we get confused with that. Sometimes we... Uh, get involved and, and basically it's all about building our kingdoms and I understand that God wants to bless us and so on but we need to stay focused on ministry uh, ministry uh, vision where's the ministry going God speak to me give me vision as to what needs to be repaired if that's the case uh, in in the ministry that I'm involved with what needs to be fixed what needs to be changed God give me Vision, communication, revelation for that. What needs to be removed? How many know some things need to be removed? Some things that are unnecessary. Some things that aren't functioning properly. That comes through what? Through vision. Through revelation. That's communication. That's what this is all about. That's what vision is. Ministry vision. Do the people that you lead in ministry, if you're a leader in ministry, or if you're a pastor in your, for your, in your church, do the people have your vision of where the church is going? Uh, do they have, is there communication of what you're trying to accomplish? That's important when it comes to vision. And this extends, and obviously we're talking about the Christian world, in ministry, but this extends into the secular too, because any good leadership uh, involves those that they're leading, and communication is critical. And that's what this, this uh, Proverbs 29:18 is speaking about, communication with God. When there is no revelation coming from God to the people, to the leaders, then they're going to perish, be unrestrained, but happy as He that keeps the law, or stays within the boundaries. And so, these these are our thoughts that can be communicated in every way, shape, and form, and when that's broken, and when that's not done, then there's gonna be confusion, and there's going to be chaos. And so, this is why it's so important that we stay in contact as leaders, ministry, vision, Is so, so important. Where there's no vision, people perish or cast off restraint, one uh, version of this uh, text says. Then it goes on and says, they become ungovernable and cannot be reigned in. So we need to think about people in our church if we're pastoring, or people in ministry if you're leading. Do you have any people who may be unrestrained, ungovernable? So where's the first place you look? They're demons. They're devils. They're they're rebels. No, the first place to look is, am I doing my job? Am I casting the right vision? Am I teaching them the right way? Am I communicating with them properly what God is saying? Because if not, and if, if you are, okay, fine, then you go to the next level, which you start working with the individual, but always it's number one, always look at our lives first. Then there's the God vision, and, I, and what I'm going to do is uh, bring this to a point to where I'm, I'm going to stop, and I'm going to start kind of interacting with you, but then there's the God vision revelation, the, the main theme of this text, that the psalmist is trying to 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 bring to israel that um, there needs to be that god revelation constantly taking place in our lives and there for several reasons obviously we spoke about about a lot of them but one of the things that i've 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 learned is that God gives us this we need to be in communication and revelation with God as leaders as as pastors especially to Give us insight, knowledge (laughs) concerning the people that we're leading, their character, their personality. So important that, that, because without that communication or revelation from God, you can be blindsided as a leader. You won't have any insight as to circumstances or situations that are taking place. So this God revelation Is a good thing because what it does is it helps you to help people. If your ministry, your ministry leader gives you insight into their character, into what they can and can't take, how you can and cannot speak to them. That comes through communication with God. Sure, as you interact with that person, you get to know them, but it goes beyond that because that person may not be telling you everything. That person may not be showing you everything that's going on in their life or situation. And how do you know? Through God. God speaks to you and gives you insight so you can help that person. That's a good part about it. Then there's a revelation that comes from God that's a protection, that vision. Remember, vision is not only seen as... as, Visions and dreams, as, as uh, the prophet says. But there are practical spiritual applications that, that we can uh, apply, which have to do now with the, that was the good one I just spoke about, you know, helping people, encouraging them, vision, communication from God. He shows you. Then there's a protection aspect that when, unless you're constantly in communication with God, revelation, and you know as pastors, that there's so many things that, that can come up that if you're not prepared in communication with God, you can really make some bad decisions, and uh, bad things can happen. Bad things can happen. And so vision has to do with the ability to be aware. It's awareness. aware of people' need, of people's needs and aware of situations. I think uh, Jesus spoke about that. God vision, that's what we can call it, revelation, God vision. Matthew nine thirty-six says, when he saw the crowds, I think Pastor Tom spoke on this last night. He had compassion on them because they were harassed helpless like sheep without a shepherd. Then he said to his disciples, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Ask the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send out workers into his harvest field. Ability, awareness to see the need. That's basically God vision. And so I'll stop with the notes and then kind of get into interaction this morning. And I'll share some things that I've experienced. Because we're supposed to be wise guys, right? That's right. um, for my own personal life. Obviously, as a new convert, you know, excited, motivated, serving God, wanting to do things for God. But I had my vision for my life. Remember I said vision, three different types of vision, personal revelation, ministry revelation, and then the God vision, God vision, revelation. And so, when I was first saved, it was personal revelation, personal vision. Yeah, I, you know, got saved, gave my life to Jesus, but my vision was on self, building my kingdom. Remember I talked about that? Not my kingdom, but building God's kingdom. It was all about, all about my kingdom, even while I was saved. What do I need to do? What do I want for my life? And that had to transition into now becoming God's vision, and there was a, transvi- a, a transition that needed to take place stripping of certain things, attitudes, etc., and so on, that needed to happen in order for God vision to be a part of my life now. I had to get personal vision out of the way for the moment, right? Because personal vision has to do with, you know, what do I need? What do I want? Uh, God, what are you doing in my life? And so on. And that, that was good at first. I got saved. Then it had to turn into God, uh, uh, ministry vision. Because that couldn't happen until I removed myself. And God started speaking to me about different aspects. Got involved, Pastor Art, you know, leader of the, the worship group there. And uh, now it became not just him, but now two of us uh, uh, being the, the, the music ministry. And so um, it, started from, it started to expand from there. And as ministry vision started to expand, then it started becoming more personal to now God revelation uh, concerning ministry. You know, what, what, what needed to happen in my life now? What more did God want to do in my life now concerning ministry? And so there was a process of that. And so maybe you're here and, and you're not involved in any kind of ministry. You've been saved for some time. Uh, and you're not doing any, any real ministry or maybe you're, you're, you're doing minimal ministry. And that's good. That's a good thing. But it's time to start to move on. Let the vision expand as it were. Let the vision begin to grow in your life so God can begin to move you into a greater dimension of what we call vision, of of revelation. Because revelation from God in my life grew as I grew in ministry. You can only grow so much according to the level that you're at spiritually. That's, that's the bottom line. That's how, it's, that's how it works. God will never give you more. Give us more than we can handle. If God gave to us what, if we stay faithful 10 years down the line, what he will do in our lives, before we were able to handle that, we'd probably quit or drop dead because we wouldn't be able to handle it. We're not at that spiritual level. And so, if you want more of God, then you need to be, start to communicate more with God and start to get more revelation with God spiritually, start to discipline yourself so God can begin to pour more revelation into you. He, be, he can begin to give you more understanding in your life so you can expand and grow. So, that's, that's the area if, if you're, you know, kind of in ministry but not really... Uh, have not dedicated your whole life because when I got into the into, into music ministry, you know, uh, it wasn't my whole life. I still had my job, you know. We still still doing what we did uh, in the secular area, and and uh, we were still functioning in church. We, you know, did did things, you know, treasures and you know, in, in the church and and teen youth leaders in the church. Nancy and I, you know, and and that's how we did it. But when it came to, to going into ministry and, and be, becoming a pastor, that vision didn't come right away. You know, the calling, you know, started to be developed, but that didn't happen right away. Uh, and it was a process of time as I started to get more deeply involved in ministry and surrendering more of my time into ministry, dedicating more. That's when God's vision for me started to expand and started to, to give me more Revelation about maybe it's time to start thinking about deeper things other than your business or whatever's happening. Yes, yeah, sure, keep your family, love your family, serve your family, protect, provide for your family. But now it's time to move to a different area in your life, you know, because it was all career at that point in time. And so now that had a, a change. Now that ministry started to grow, that ministry vision revelation started to expand. And then once, obviously, in, in, in pastoring and in ministry, I'm, you know, Nancy and I are pioneering and doing what we do, and through that process, more revelation came, more wisdom came uh, in, in our lives concerning ministry, people, all aspects and stuff, and we haven't arrived and we still learn, obviously. That's what discipleship is, isn't it? Discipleship is what? What is, how do you define discipleship? learner, thank you. That's what basically a disciple is, their learner. And so we're always learning. And so we are still learning, obviously, we haven't arrived, but yet we've been able to expand our knowledge through the years, which has helped us move and grow into greater depths of responsibility and ministry. And there was obviously processes in doing that. And it all happened simply because of one word, Vision, revelation, communication with God, different aspects of that revelation that I allowed to take place, Nancy and I both, in our lives to help us be prepared for greater depths of ministry. We could have stopped at any time, said, I'm done. This is good. This is all I want. I'm I'm good here. And okay, God says, that's fine. You'll You'll make it into heaven if you stay right, keep your heart clean, keep pushing forward but you'll never experience more than God, that God has. You'll never, uh, you know, I sense that. You'll never experience the greater revelation or the greater blessings, yes, depths of, of, of serving Jesus. And so there had to be a releasing taking place. So there are different avenues of, of, of that, that that happened in our lives as, as uh, ministry leaders. And through those processes, there have been so many uh, different levels of, of, what's the word I want to use, um, experiences, that's a good word, different levels of experiences, both good and bad, or challenging, maybe is a better word, bad's a negative word, we don't like negative words today, politically incorrect. You know, and so uh, different levels of experiences that, that we've had to uh, work through and, 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 and uh, uh, make it, uh, decisions concerning every aspect of ministry. And that's only come because of the ability way back when to start a communication line with God. Yes, yes. So revelation can come. We could have perished at any time. There were times when the enemy, I'm sure, assaulted us to where he felt that he could get us to begin to pull back, because, you know, when something perishes, it doesn't overnight perish, isn't that true? It turns bad over a while. You've seen fruit, when you leave it out, you know, it's nice at first. You know, first it's green, new convert, you know, right? Then it starts to ripen, you know, it looks good, and there, you know, you're kind of mature now, but then you've been mature too long, it starts to get maduro, right? It starts to get kind of soft. It starts to darken up a little bit, and it's like, uh. So it, it starts to perish little by little. Yes. There's a process. And so uh, through our salvation journey, trip, um, there's been those times where you, I think we've been through all other than the green one. We've been through the different you know, levels of, of, of ripeness, I guess, concerning uh, um, our salvation in ministry protected us, God's vision, revelation, protected the ministry uh, from, from devastation in some cases, possible devastation in some cases. Uh, and it seems like God's grace has always been there because when you, when you strive to have a, a right heart, you know, you try to be, you can't, we'll never be perfect, but when your motives are based on wanting to do the best for the people of God. Then God, God gets involved, and his grace comes in, and that's where that revelation comes, that, that, that right timing, as it were, comes in because you're communicating with God, and he gives you that info. He gives you the, the, the direction to, to take the steps to or not to do. So uh, I'll stop, so let's talk. Hope I haven't been too confusing, but... Um, you know, it's a lot of information. You can go on forever talking about vision because it's... But the main thing I want to do is not make it spooky. That's, that's not what vision is. It's practical. Pastor Reg. We got a mic.
1: When the assaults come to uh, rob you of your vision, how do you maintain the vision?
0: Obviously, number one is Prayer. Yeah, there has to be prayer, but what, what I depend on, the first thing I go is to prayer, but what I depend on is the things that I've gone through in the past, the, the assaults I've been through in the past, the, te- the testings, the temptations, all those things, I, I, my mind starts to revert and to, begins to play those back in my mind, almost like David with the bear and the lion and stuff. I I, I start to replay those times that God got me through them that in spite of what I thought or felt, it worked out. And that's the only, those are the only things, sure, prayer to to get me to begin to get into the right frame of mind. And I start focusing back on those times and those areas. And okay, it's going to be fine. It's going to be okay. And those are the things that keep me moving forward. That's the only things that have kept me going forward through all these years. Yes.
2: Good morning, Pastor. Hi. I would now say you're in a ministry. I guess my question is, I I, I know I pray. That's number one. But my question is, sometime we're in a ministry where The leader of that ministry is not so much seeing the vision as the pastor. What do you do then? You know, how how you know you pray, but you may really like this ministry, and Mm -hmm. you know, don't want to create any ways. So how do you elevate yourself to to getting the best out of that ministry?
0: Sure. Okay. Uh, Let me preface this 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 the answer to this question. With number one, um, you have to s- communicate with your pastor. What I'm saying to you, uh, you need to obviously communicate with your pastor, because they're your shepherd. God has given them to your, giving you to your pastor. He's the overseer of your life. He's the one that directs your life. So what I'm doing is sharing with you my experiences of how I handle those situations in my ministry, and life, okay? Because you have to be accountable to your pastor, so I'm not superseding anything there, number one. Secondly, uh, you pray uh, for the right right words. Uh, Pray for that individual. You know, Nancy and I have, 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 through the years of our marriage, uh, there have always been things that, that we have different opinions on. Some people call them disagreements. But um, when we've had different opinions of different issues and and, uh, things, and um, when one of us, usually me, is more stubborn than the other, then I know she's praying about it because my mind starts to, I get convicted. And I know I'm not convicting myself, so somebody's got to be praying, and it's usually my wife, and 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 so I start to listen, start to be more sensitive. Okay, God, how are we going to deal? And so my, I guess what I'm saying is, pray for that, that person number one, and then secondly, uh, what you can do is um, maybe in in a group setting in that ministry, share your vision. You know, you know, folks, what about this? You know, what do you think about this? You know, may and and the pastor usually has those kinds of meetings. and and bring it up at that point in time. Not so much that, well, they're not doing what you want, but, you know, what about this? Maybe, you know, and this is what I sense. If you're in ministry and you have that ability to say that, I would do it. And it might change, it might turn the light on. That's how I would handle it. You're welcome. Anybody else? Yes, yes, Joe. Um,
2: Yeah, so uh, my question is, like, um, talking about vision, Um, How do you go about when you're in a team, um, and you have all this vision to do all these things, um, but you have people in the group who have visions for other things, but they're still part of your team. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, like, they're almost like a day day worker, essentially, but you want them to really jump on board with you, but they're just kind of helping you out because they have their own visions. How do you get them to kind of follow you? Yeah. Without, I mean, I don't want to rob them from
0: what God has in
2: their direction. Too.
0: Sure. Well, you know, in, in most of all of our ministries, people have a lot of hats they wear, right? So this, this guy's doing that, he's doing that, and this girl's doing this and the other, and they're kind of interacting. And what I try to do is I try to get folks who are involved in, in different types of ministry. You need to have at least two or three people who are sold out in that ministry, completely sold out in that ministry. That's their ministry. This is their, their heart, and that's what they're doing. You're always going to have, unfortunately, peripheral in, in, in our kind of ministry, unless it's just, you know, you've got an overabundance of people, and you have to kick people out because there's no room for them. And you got that many, but that's not usually the case. So you're always going to have folks who are involved in other areas, so the way I look at it, as long as they're not rocking the boat, as long as they're doing their job, as long as they're there when they need to be there, functioning where they're supposed to be functioning, I can, I can live with that. But as soon as it starts to hinder the ministry, then maybe we need to have a talk and say, uh, are you sure you want to do this? Can I maybe, you know, talk, let's talk, and maybe you need to go to where uh, your heart is, you know, where... where uh, you're, you want to be. Because it, it's not doing any good to uh, have people in the ministry and it's, it's causing either chaos or it's not allowing the ministry to function correctly. But usually, for the most part, you deal with it, you know, and, and, and you make it work. You know, how can I help you? I know that um, we had on our platform uh, a gentleman who. He was older in age, and I hate saying that because I'm way older than he was then, now. But uh, uh, he's st- he was still working, and uh, his job uh, kind of hindered uh, his ability to be at some, at, um, I kind of forget what it was, a practice here or something like that. But uh, I gave him leeway uh, for that because, number one, of his age, I had empathy with him. And then secondly, because um, it was his job, and, and so he had to work. He had to provide for his family. So we dealt with that, and he was one of the key guys in our ministry, and besides that, he was an expert musician, and so he knew more about and could play a thousand times better than any musician we had. Sorry, guys, if you're a musician in our ministry. <laughs> you guys are good, but you know what I'm talking about. So, so um, uh, I dealt with it, and I lived with it. It didn't bother. So um, I, that's what I, long answer, I hate it, but that's what I would do, because you need to just take your time. It'll work out. And, and if God deals with them, they might just move on. Yes, sir. Mike. I'll let you use mine, but it's hooked up to my face. It wouldn't look good, actually. It'd look weird.
2: <laughs> All right, let's see how I could frame this question. Um, I'm hearing you, of course, like, go through different phases of your lives. Of course, you had your personal vision, God vision, ministry vision. I think the way that my mind kind of clicks is, like, I'm finishing my degree as nursing, and I have a lot of, lot of experience in nursing as an ER nurse, and then also entrepreneurship also, starting my own clothing brand and things like that. And then at the same time, also <laughs> being involved in ministry, I guess my question is, is, the way my mind thinks is a lot of times I feel that, you know, the separation, I guess you could say sacred and secular, right? And a lot of times my mind, I try to always think of how can I integrate all things in order to supplement um, my God vision, right? So a lot of times my mind is always thinking about um, when you think of ministry, you always see that, of course, finances are a really relevant issue in ministry. And I guess my mind is always constantly to say, well, if I excel in entrepreneurship and also my degree, and I make those below what God has called me to do, could I integrate everything and kind of use that as a supplemental thing to, to, and I guess answer the calling or do it the most optimum result for what God is calling me to do? Does that make sense?
0: Wouldn't it be great if we could do that? That's yeah, what yeah, I'm trying to be do. So I don't awesome. know if I'm going to kill myself, or yeah. but that's what I'm
2: trying to do. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I get it, because I was there. Yeah, you know, I'm playing with a band, doing what I'm doing. I had a couple of print shops going on, um, providing for my family, you know. Everything was going. But I had to come to a place to, I had to prioritize. And, and, and as Pastor Tom said last night, it was a call of God. It wasn't something spooky, but it was just, okay, come to a place in my life where I had to decide what was important. I had my career, had my business, had ministry, and, and as far as I was concerned, everything was good for seven years after I got saved. But it wasn't what God wanted for my life. And I had to come to the place where, in, in this way, in, in how it was, it wasn't revelation, you know, writing on the walls, anything like that, practical. It felt God spoke to me and said, Richard, There are plenty of of printers, plenty of of people who have businesses, uh, and there are plenty of people who are musicians, but there aren't a lot of pastors or people to preach the gospel, so make up your mind. What's more important to you? And I had to come down to a point to where I said, okay, fine, Um, and I was gone in a matter of weeks, business gone, house gone. And it took a toll on me financially, big time. It took a toll on on us um, in a huge way, a a familial way with family. Huge, other than my personal family. But I had to make the choice. And because of that, here I am today. So, you know, it's just decisions that have to be made that only you and your wife can make as you communicate with God. And, and um, it's the price that, that someone's willing to pay. You know, it's the price that someone's willing to pay. It's not cheap. Anyone else? Yes. Marion. good to see you.
1: <laughs> Thank you, sir. Um, Lillian and Marion. I'm oh, sorry. Lillian
0: Marianne. and Marian, yes. Praise God.
1: <laughs> yeah it's um it's just a question to ask so basically if you know someone and they want to join a ministry um and you know well you 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 say you know their gifts um but it may not be what god wants for him. so how do you sort of tailor it do you tell them to do what you think um they'll be good at or do you pray for them and See what God's got for him, or mm-hmm. do you ask him to pray for themselves? How do you do?
0: Okay, so um, let me let me make sure I get the question correctly. So that there's someone who has a gift, but they're not. You feel they're not utilizing that gift. No, so, um, oh, sorry, sorry, not yet. Um, so, say
1: a friend, um, yeah, from a secular, sure, uh, yeah. So they're coming to church, yeah, um, and you know what they're good at, that they speak well or, sure. or whatever. But maybe that's not what God wants for him. So um, I got gotcha. you. Do you, like, pray for them and then, you know, see where God takes them? Or do you just say, all right, um, I know you speak well, and therefore, can you, you know, do this? And
0: Yeah, okay, I got gotcha you now. Um, you know, that's that's something, number one, you're obviously praying for them. But um, that's the only thing. They have to respond to what. Uh, there's so many folks that I work with that I, I would love for them to be doing something other than they're doing. But it, I, I can't tell them to do that. It has to come from God. It has to be something that God speaks to them about. You know, and so they're functioning. God's using them, or they're being used in a specific way. That's a good start. They can continue there, and and it could be a place, you know, whether how long they've been saved, how much communication. Those things that I mentioned with God and so on, what level they're at in their faith, that uh, God will begin to to maybe show them, uh, hey, maybe you need to move on and you know, so do something else. And that's something that, that only can God can do with them. Because if we do it, then they're doing it for us. And we don't need that. We don't want that because it's not going to really, it won't be, I'm not going to say it's not going to be anointed, but it's not going to be the will of God. Okay? Yes, Pastor Ishmael. And um, we got a race going on.
2: <laughs> Pastor Richard, um, what do you do to communicate your vision to the church to here in Norwalk?
0: Um, There's a lot of different ways that I I do it through um, number one meetings that we have. Uh, Secondly, through changes that we make uh, in in our ministry, um, whether it's physical building issues, You know, we want to do this, we want to do that. You know, there's that aspect. Communicate that, you know, challenging them, letting them know what we're doing. Um, Through the preaching, that's how I do. Through uh, communicating with them concerning what God wants to do for us, what we need to be accomplishing. Maybe we're not accomplishing areas that need to be strengthened, um, that we're not um, through teachings that we have uh, concerning whether care ministry, uh, ministry, whether it's, you know, um, children's ministry things and so on. So there are different ways I communicate my vision uh, to them. Plus, uh, I'm blessed to be able to have a staff of pastors who I can speak with and talk with where they can go out and talk also with uh, the different uh, uh, levels of ministry uh, to communicate the vision individually, you know, or more personally uh, in that way. So, uh, those are the different ways that I have of doing that. Then, you know, there's also, which I guess I have to say is social media, you know, that, that uh, are the websites and, and those kinds of ways. And, and it's so effective, you know, and when it's done correctly and used properly, um, I'll tell you what, it really makes a big difference. It ties people in, lets them know what we're doing, what's coming up, those kinds of things. We have a great media team here uh, in Norwalk. They do such an awesome job. And, you know, to, just to, to let you know, probably got to end now, to let you know that uh, they, they just basically just kind of started coming up on them, these young adults. They asked a question, you know, can we do this? I said, you know what? Stop asking me. Just do it. Because I, I, they were already young adults who have been proven and already functioning, and, and they ran with it, and, and so they're doing a great job. And so now they're communicating my vision, uh, which, you know, they come to me, talk to me, and It's out there, so yeah, that's that's what I do. It's it's not really thinking anything deep. I think we're pretty much ten sixteen. We got people waiting out there. Is that what time we're supposed to end? Now, Pastor Arch said I got to shut up. So why don't we stand? Okay, let's uh, let's let's pray and give God worship this morning. Hallelujah, Father, we thank you, Jesus. We worship you. We give you glory. We thank you today, Father, for your presence, your grace, your strength, and mercy. Hallelujah. Father, help us now, guide each one, wisdom, vision for your people. Your name praised, Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you so much.